Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Older Adult to Geriatric Nutrition Answers podcast, presented to you by LongTermCareRD.com. I'm Michelle Sari, your host and presenter of today's episode. So today we're throwing it way back, and we are actually going to be talking about the very first blog post that inspired me to create the Long-Term Care RD website and the community that it's grown into. So it all started when I was on maternity leave with my child and I needed something to keep my mind occupied. I obviously didn't want to go back to work early. That was not my heart's desire. My desire was to stay home with my child, but I still needed something. And so I started to think about, well, what can I do? I had no experience in the online atmosphere. I barely use social media. I still barely use social media, actually. Um, and I just, I needed something. And so my husband and I, we were actually visiting his family who lived a few hours away from us. And I saw a bunch of posts in a long-term care dietitian's Facebook group about stressing why is my facility not getting weights done? I have residents that are not getting weighed, they're not getting weighed accurately. And I obviously had plenty of experience with this because I'd been working in long-term care for a significant amount of time at this point. And I had tried everything under the sun to alleviate this problem in the facilities that I had worked at. So I thought, you know what? I have some ideas and I wanted to write them down. So uh, somehow or other, I don't remember exactly how, I got connected to some dietitians in the community called the Unconventional RD about um, ways to start a nutrition website. And it's actually run by a dietitian named Erica Jolson. And so one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to start a website. I had no idea what I was doing. I hodgepodge together a website and looking back at you know, some of the articles that I wrote, it it's quite comical. It's like I was writing them like I was just having a conversation with somebody on the other end of the screen. And that's typically, it is how I like to write my articles, but probably a little more polished now and put together, not so casual, though I'm a pretty casual person, but just a little more professional. Um, and so the first article that I actually published was how to get weights done in your long-term care or nursing home facility. So not surprisingly, this is still something that dietitians greatly struggle with. I had spoken to a dietitian just last week about this very issue. And so I want to throw it back to that. I want to go over the strategies that I have found to be incredibly effective in dealing with this situation because I've done this before. I've worked in this area and I've implemented programs that have made getting weights a lot more successful. So I'm going to give you some of my tips. Um, They're in no particular order about what's most important, but these are the methods that I've used. And in reality, I'll be honest, it does take time to get this program off the ground, to have consistency with weights and you may find that you're more successful on some units rather than other units because it might be the nurse in charge is a little better with pushing her staff to make sure that they're getting those weights done, they're getting the reways done. So it is a tried and true method that I found works and some units will need more poking and prodding than others. But if you continue on this path for, I would say at minimum three months, uh, you will see weights getting done more accurately and more frequently in your facility. So 
Um, just before we do that though, I wanted to touch on something that's coming up. So I have officially started the long-term care dietitians uh, Zoom meetings. They're gonna be hopefully once a month. We'll see how the first couple go. So for the first little bit of the Zoom call, I'm gonna do a little educational webinar for you guys. I'll touch on a nutrition topic that really affects our po patient population, just so you get a little bit of more value out of it and it's a little more structured. And then for the last part of the Zoom meeting, it's gonna be just a group discussion, group Q&A. You can come to these calls with your um, nutrition issues, your nutrition care plan, questions you may have. And we're just gonna, as a group, we're gonna to try to answer each other's questions and we're gonna give suggestions about what's worked for us. Um, because I want dietitians to not feel so isolated in long-term care or working with the geriatric population. So please join. Um, if you want to join, I will put the link into the show notes here, or you can go to the shop page and it's under the Elderly Nutrition and Depression webinar. It is labeled as a webinar, but it is the group Q&A. If you're on our email list, you should have gotten a notification, but it's on Wednesday, November 22nd, and it's going to be starting, I believe, at 1 or 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Don't quote me on that, but um, all the answers are in the show notes. So please, I really hope you guys can join us because I'm looking forward to talking and putting a face to the name of everybody that's been in the group for whether it's one week or almost three years. So, okay, so recording weights in long-term care, let's get to my tips. So. I think we can all agree that getting weights on time is one of the toughest parts of being a long-term care dietitian. The requirements to have weights, it does fall under the dietitian when you're going through an audit. So it is important that you don't give up. Um, so I have tried many different methods. I've tried gentle reminders. I've tried connecting with the director of care. I've tried charting that nursing did not get the weights done which was a horrible method because you're just throwing your team members under the bus, so don't do that. I've tried talking to the CEO of facilities I've worked at. I've tried being buddy-buddy with nurses to get help. And I've offered to help weigh residents myself, and none of it worked. Um, I should say I don't recommend that dietitians weigh residents because it's not part of your job. You're not trained on it, so don't do it. Uh, what I would find is that there would be some type of uptake with the suggestions I was making, but it would quickly fall away. So there is hope, I will say. So after much trial and error, let's go through the steps that I suggest. Step number one, make peace with your team. So you have to understand that nursing and healthcare aides, they're not out to get you, okay? This isn't like a vendetta that they have that it's like, we're not gonna get weights done. No. In all the facilities that I've worked in, the care aides are in charge of getting the weights done, but it is the job of the nursing staff or the nurse in charge to make sure that they get it done. So being rude, combative, and worst of all, throwing them under the bus in official documentation is really not a good thing to do, and I really, really discourage you from doing that. Patient charts are not the place to gripe about other departments. There are other avenues. So leave your passive aggressive chart notes in your past because it's time to find a way where you can work together to get weights done in long-term care. Step two, have the team talk. So you should sit down and talk with your team. This might be a simple five minute conversation with the nurse in that wing and then the care aides on that wing and repeat this until you get somewhere. I have found that the most effective starting place is the people directly responsible for doing the weights. 
I have in my past gone above their heads to the directors and I'm typically quoted the policy. They then will raise hell on the wings repeating the policy to the staff and nothing changes except it just damages your relationship with the staff. People are more likely to help you out if you focus on the task that needs to be done, not getting them in trouble. Now, it could be possible that there is a reason they're not getting the weights done or they're having difficulty. You want to listen to their concerns and try to address the reasons with them while also emphasizing why it's important. So some talking points that you could have in your discussion is educate them on why these weights are so important that it's not simply just a checkbox that you're doing on your job description. Number one, Provincial standards and state audits require weights to get done, and we all fail when it's not done. Number two, weights help to figure out if there is something wrong with the resident. It may be age-related decline, there could be a wound not healing that is taking more energy than we anticipated, weight loss could indicate that they're not eating enough, or it could be disease progression that we don't know about. Cancer can be a common cause, obviously. It can also be indicative of malnutrition. So there are so many reasons why weights should be done because weights really trigger us to see, is there an underlying cause that we're looking at? And number three, family members do like to be kept updated on weights. And when they aren't done, it makes the facility look really neglectful in their care. So my question to you would be, what other reasons do you find that weights are important and what can you get across to the staff in order to really get them on board with understanding why weights are so important in the facility? And reason number three with the family members, I find that really, really important because there's nothing worse than a family asking you for somebody's, let's say, six-month wait history and you're missing three out of the six months. One of them was really inaccurate, so we're obviously not taking that into account. So you can't give them an accurate picture of what the weight history is. And another problem is that if they suspect that there's weight loss, but you know that there's not, if those weights aren't done properly, it may confirm their their impression that there has been significant weight loss. So those weights really back you up in terms of your nutrition care plan as well. So those are just a couple reasons that getting weights done is so important. And I really, really emphasize if it means doing an education event on why weights are important to the whole staff, that's a really good investment of your time. It would take you no more than five minutes per unit simply to come across and get them to understand this is why I'm asking for weights. I'm not trying to be a pain in the butt. I just know that this is the most important thing that we can be doing right now. Okay, so let's get to our solutions. So I have five solutions for you starting with what they say the problem is and all of these I have experienced as reasons people give me on why they can't do the weights. Number one problem, the weight scale is broken and they can't figure out why it's so inconsistent with the numbers that they're doing. So my solution is in the past I've actually had the company that makes the scale come in and do quick five minute tutorials for all the staff. We repeated this for five days to make sure that they hit every single staff member that was in charge of weighing. They showed them how the scale works. They ensured that it was accurate and working properly. And then we had all of the staff that attended those sessions sign off that they had attended the session. Now, I preferred to have the company come in as you know an unbiased third party. It puts the staff a little more at ease. They felt a little more comfortable asking questions to this person because there was no, you know, they weren't gonna get in trouble. Um, and this was really effective and it's no cost to you. Typically these companies are more than happy to come in. They 
will try to make sure that the scale is in working function. So that is probably one of my first go-tos if they say the scale is broken. Number two, another problem, they forget to weigh them. So the papers, they're out of sight, out of mind. So they're not getting reminders. And typically in, I would say most facilities, but yours might be different. I have worked in multiple kinds. There's two different ways to weigh people. So typically it is in the tub when they're getting their weekly, bi-weekly bath, they weigh them in there. Um, another method that I've seen a little less frequently is that they have a floor scale that they simply move around from unit to unit and they'll weigh residents there. There's pros and cons to both. So the pro of the scale that goes unit to unit is that you can weigh residents anytime you're not waiting for the bath day. If somebody forgets, not a big deal, let's grab the scale, let's weigh them. The con with those type of scales though is that more often than not staff will forget to subtract the wheelchair weight or the walker weight and that's where you get those massive fluctuations. Um, a pro of the tub scale is that obviously you don't have to do any addition or subtraction but a real con is that in most long-term care facilities they're getting bathed one time per week um, and so if you miss that one time you're not going to get it done in between. So <laughs> When the papers are out of sight, out of mind, I'm going to go off the example that they have the weigh scale in the tub room. Um, so I've had maintenance install hooks that are literally right beside the tub. The weigh sheets were then put on a clipboard that were hung right beside the tub. You couldn't miss it. I put a laminated bright orange paper on top of the clipboard that stated weight sheet must be done by the first week of the month. And it was impossible for them to claim that they had forgotten because this was the number one thing that catches your eye when you walk in there. Uh, number three problem, some residents don't get out, for their, out of bed for their bath or they refuse. So my solution was at the end of the first week of every month, I would collect the way sheets. I would note who wasn't completed and I quickly typed up the names, printed it again on a really obnoxiously bright piece of paper. Trust me, paper color does matter. I put it in big print each name and I had three copies. One went into the tub room again about people that needed to be weighed where the health care aides could see it. One went to the nurse in charge on that unit and I asked if they could get their staff to weigh those people and then one went to the actual nursing manager on that floor so she could also let staff know to get those done. So there was nobody that could plead ignorance that they weren't sure that these weights needed to be done because I made sure that I talked to the people and made people aware that we're in charge of getting those weights done. Number four, the problem, the resident refuses to get their weight done. Um, my solution is every resident has the right to choose and refuse care. This is in most residents' bill of rights. If this is the problem, I have no issue with it. If somebody refuses to be weighed, I'm not going to push them. It's their prerogative and they have that right to say, I don't want to be weighed. And I'm, I'm never going to be the dietitian that goes and says, we really need to weigh you. Like, no, because I put myself in their position. If I don't want to be weighed, don't you dare weigh me. Um, but the problem with this one is that it needs to be documented. It can't just be, we're all under the understanding that Mrs. Smith doesn't get weighed. No. It needs to be documented in their care plan that the resident has refuses or declines to be weighed if you want to be a little more polite about it. And it also needs to be put into the chart. And then this is addressed quarterly. So if there is a change to a nutrition care plan, I simply request, you know what, quarterly, can we revisit this? Maybe they've changed their mind. If not, no big deal. 
You also need to inform the loved ones, though, or the power of attorney, whoever is, you know, their next of kin that's kind of in charge. You also want to let the nurse manager know the issue. And everybody needs to be in agreement and understanding that the waits will not be done. And that needs to be, like I said, care plan and in their chart notes. Number five, not all residents go to the tub room and some get bed baths. So this is actually a pretty big problem in some facilities. As a dietitian, you obviously cannot change who gets bed baths and who doesn't. But what I do weigh is I would change the way that they were weighed. So I spoke with the director of care, CEO about the issue we were facing because it is a we issue. It's not just a dietitian issue. It's not just a nursing staff issue. It's not just a healthcare aid issue. This is a facility wide problem. And so the reason that I would go to the CEO and the director of nursing care is because they have the power of purchasing. And so you need to come to them with your solid information that this is a problem, we get audited on this, this resident clearly is not going to be weighed in the tub, but we still need to have an alternative to weighing them. Just saying, well, you know, they don't go to the tub room, so we're not going to weigh them. No, that's not a solution. So floor scales are a fantastic resource in this issue. Um, they can be folded up, they can be stored in a very small area because they are quite thin when they're folded up. And so any resident that's not going to be weighed in the tub room, your facility needs to have a floor scale. So whatever their method of mobility is, there is a way that they can be weighed. So the cost is not cheap, it's probably about a, a number of years ago, it was about $1,200, I can't imagine what it is now. Um, but you know what? Hopefully your facility would take that into account. It does take some time. Like it's not, um, it's not something that you're going to get done in a week or two. This is something that needs to be built into the budget. Everybody needs to be on board. You need to do education about how these work, which residents are going to be done. So, um, yeah, those are. <laughs> it's it's not the easiest solution. And if you can come up with something like maybe they do start going to the tub room, then that's great but if they don't you can figure that one out so those are my suggestions on how to get your weights done but just the last point is I develop an audit process as well so once you have your new system in place develop a monthly audit so that you're continually checking if the methods that you're trying are being successful because you don't want them to fall back into their old ways and in reality you're already assessing the monthly weight so you're doing an audit already and it's a way of accountability. So I would say most CEOs, they, they work with seeing numbers as proof, not just your words. So quarterly, most facilities will hold quality improvement meetings. And I really recommend going to these because this is where you present your monthly audits on how weights are doing, um, historical numbers, and the progress that's being made. You want to show proof that if there was a purchase made, that it was a good investment. And I know that getting weights done is a point of frustration among dietitians, but be a part of the solution. Don't just add to the noise that this is a really frustrating part of your job. Even if you don't physically weigh a resident, because like I said, I don't want dietitians doing that. And so really, these are some great methods that you can try. If you do try these, please drop me a note. Let me know that you've tried it and if any of them are successful.
Okay, so that's all I have for you today. Be sure to like and follow the show on your Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at LongTermCareRD. Find the website at www.LongTermCareRD.com. And in the show description notes, you will find all the articles related to today's topic, as well as information on attending that webinar on November 22nd. We'll see you then.